And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the Internet now. Oh, sure. Next, you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. The Athletic. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of the Athletic FPL Podcast. I'm Mark McGettigan, you'll find me on Twitter at FPL General. Happy Friday to you all. I'm recording this episode just after the last few press conferences have finished on Friday afternoon. It's the start of three game weeks in the space of a week, so strap yourself in as it's going to be a roller coaster ride with player rotation set to kick in this week. On today's podcast, I'll summarise the news from the pressers, answer 10 quickfire questions and take another look at captaincy and transfers for game week 4. The FPL deadline this week is Saturday morning, 11am UK time, which is 90 minutes before Southampton against Manchester United. If you'd like to become an Athletic subscriber, visit theathletic.com forward slash FPL pod to avail of the latest discount offer for new subscribers. Quick summary of the press conference slash team news for Game Week 4 in alphabetical order. No issues at Arsenal or Aston Villa. No new issues, that is. We know Diego Carlos is out long-term for Villa. At Bournemouth, Solanke was expected to train today and could be an option for the weekend. At Brentford, Ayer won't feature. He was playing for the under-21s today. Rorslev and Lewis Potter are both available. They picked up Knox during the week, but both are okay. No new issues at Brighton either. At Chelsea, Kante is going to be out until after the international break. Kovacic is ready to play 20 minutes, so we're unlikely to see him starting, but good chance we'll see him from the bench. So good news for Chelsea that he's nearing full fitness. Broja is back in training, but Koulibaly is suspended. Also, Crystal Palace, no new issues there. Likewise, at Everton, so Calvert-Lewin remains out. Fulham will do a late fitness test on Cabano. Jesse March at Leeds said, The big question mark is Patrick Bamford. His comments were, He's doing well and moving forwards. I think also with the performances of the team, it allows us to be patient. But we still have a call to make for exactly what it means for this weekend. So I think we'll see probably an unchanged Leeds team. I think if Bamford is fit, he might have to be happy to sit on the bench because good performance against Chelsea. So I can't see Jesse Marsh changing things too much there. At Leicester City, James Madison is a doubt. The comments there were, we've got an issue around James, but we'll see how that is tomorrow. So these comments came on Thursday. So Rogers was referring to today. He said that would be the only doubt at the moment. He just felt a twinge when he was training yesterday which was Wednesday, and Fofana also won't feature because of his ongoing saga to leave the club. At Liverpool, not much has changed. Jota is getting closer, but he's not expected back for game week four. Matip is also likely to miss out. Thiago is not far away, and Keita also remains out. So it looks like Liverpool will have a pretty similar squad to the defeat at Manchester United, but lots of those guys should be back hopefully game week five or game week six. 
Manchester City, Pep, as usual, didn't give any team news away whatsoever. Just said we're training later, so he doesn't have any info. Manchester United, Martial is injured again. He's been ruled out of game week four. Casemiro is available, so it'll be interesting to see if he goes straight into the starting eleven. At Newcastle, Callum Wilson will be out for a couple of weeks, but Howe is hopeful that new signing Isaac will be available if they can get the paperwork done in time. So again, interesting to see what he comes in at price-wise in FPL. We should find that out later today. Nottingham Forest, no updates at the time of recording. Southampton, Pero is back in training. At Tottenham, Romero remains out, but is expected to start training again early next week. Lucas Mora and Brian Gale are doubts for the weekend. No updates either from West Ham and nothing new at Wolves. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Ten quickfire questions now ahead of the weekend's action. The first one is from FPL Jugs. Like you, I need to move on from the Nightmare Leicester goalkeeper double-up. Who are you favouring as a replacement? And FPL Jugs says, currently thinking about Sanchez or Ederson. So for me, there was three candidates. Sanchez, I think, is the best 4.5. Ramsdale, the best 5 million, although Pope is worth considering as well. And Ederson is the best premium goalkeeper. I made my transfers on Tuesday because of potential price swings, which I'll talk about later. And I've gone for Ederson. I've gone for the double city defence now. Had Cancelo already. 
just like the idea of having three Manchester City players, only had two. So now I've got the triple up, triple City, triple Arsenal, triple Liverpool. What could possibly go wrong? So Sanchez, great option at 4.5, good fixtures. Likewise, Ramsdale at 5 and Ederson is a pretty good pick as well. So it kind of depends on your team setup and what you can afford. And also, you know, do you want to just spend 4.5 or do you like the premium goalkeepers this season? I think all three mentioned there are good options. Question from Seb. What's your opinion on Triple Liverpool and Liverpool assets in general? So overall, disappointing start to the season for, you know, double Liverpool defence. Luis Diaz hasn't done a huge amount either. Salah's taken along okay, but we'd like him to be a little bit more explosive in terms of captaincy. Again, I don't think they're an issue this week because they've got the best fixture on the calendar, home to Bournemouth, who look like the weakest team in the league so far this season. So I wouldn't be moving away from any Liverpool assets this week if you can. I don't mind if it's to free up cash to do other things. If you're making two or three moves, maybe a change in team structure to three strikers or something like that, that's okay. But for me, I'm quite happy to sit on Trent Robertson and Captain Salah for Bournemouth. If they look better, then they've got Newcastle, Everton and Wolves. So the fixtures are still pretty good for Liverpool. So let's see how they look this weekend. And then we can reassess that for the midweek game week five. FPL Brooklyn asks, what is your current wildcard plan? And when is the optimal time to use the first wildcard? So I've made three transfers this week for a minus four. So my team is looking much healthier now. So I don't really see myself wildcarding in the next week or two. I like the idea of the international break, which is between game week eight and game week nine. It's kind of the halfway point between the start of the season and the World Cup where we'll have unlimited transfers. So nothing set in stone yet, but I think around game week eight or game week nine is the most likely time for my squad to play it. There is no right or wrong or optimal time to play it you've got to do what is right for your squad i'm seeing a lot of people wildcard this week because they've got five or six changes they want to make maybe they want to change their team structure take money out of defense go into the forward stuff like that do what feels right if you think your squad needs a refresh this week and if you feel like you have enough information look at the fixtures then yeah go for it do what feels right for your squad Question from FPL Cash. With Haaland set to be rotated in the upcoming fixtures, is it wise to switch to De Bruyne on a wildcard this week? So, seen a lot of comments this week. People are worried about Haaland getting rotated. Pep has specifically said Haaland won't play every game when they have to play three games in a week. But to me, it's going to be the same for most Champions League teams. It's going to be the same for De Bruyne. It's going to be the same for the likes of Grealish, Foden, Mares, and the other teams that play in Europe as well. So I think people are reading too much into the Haaland comments just now. I mean, if he came out and said the same about Kevin De Bruyne, everyone would be talking about selling De Bruyne. But at the moment, for me, Haaland's in my team. Absolutely no plans to sell him until I see evidence of benchance or you know mass rotation. It's one of those where... It's not a problem yet until it actually is a problem. So for as long as Haaland is playing and getting starts, he's not going anywhere in my squad. And like I said, until I see that first benching, that is when I will only then will I consider moving him on. And even if that does happen, if you own Haaland and he does get benched, 
you're probably going to keep him because that probably means he's not going to get benched in the next Premier League game. So let's just see how things go and don't panic over Haaland just yet. I would probably still stick with Haaland over De Bruyne on a wild card, but De Bruyne is looking pretty good this season as well. Some people will might even look to get both of them in on a wild card, which I think is, is not a terrible idea either. Question from Ebby. What to do with Phil Foden? Should I roll with him or switch him to Gundogan? So City had that friendly against Barcelona on Wednesday night. Foden started and played 64 minutes. I think Gundogan came on to replace him. Mares got 90 minutes in that game and Grealish missed out again. So Foden's a tricky one. I think if you have him, I would probably just hold on to him for the Crystal Palace game, save yourself a transfer, then you've got two frees for midweek. And I think the people who have two frees for midweek, they'll probably come in pretty handy because if there's signs of rotation straight away in game week four, then you can use your two free transfers in game week five to hopefully get an advantage over those of us who've only got one free transfer. So Foden, to me, it's not an issue at the moment and I would keep him and I'd be hopeful that he would start against Crystal Palace. Question from FPL Wilson. What to do with Pedro Neto? Looking at the fixtures for Wolves, it's Newcastle, Bournemouth and Southampton. So that's pretty good. Neto's been frustrating for owners because not only has he blanked in all three games, he's also dropped in price twice to 5.3. If I had him, I think you can make a case both ways. The fixtures are okay, so maybe you just be patient with him. If I was an owner, I would be concerned though. I think he only got 70 minutes in the last game. Laj has a lot of options there now with the new signings Guedes and Nunes. Jimenez is fit again also. So we're unlikely to get 90 minutes from Neto at any point really with the five substitutions. So I would probably be looking to move. And I think Aronson at Leeds is probably the best option around the same price. If you can spend a little bit more, I like Rodrigo slightly more than Aronson. But I do think Aronson is a very good option as well. So I would probably make the switch there. Question from FPL Newton Heath Perisic. Or Zinchenko slash Saliba? Is the risk worth it with Perisic? So for me, I don't own Perisic. Didn't bring him in with my three transfers this week. I just really don't want to have to sweat over the Tottenham team sheet this weekend and every weekend for the next couple of weeks. So I'm quite happy to go without him for the time being. If he continues to do what he did in game week three, I will have to reassess that. Part of my thinking as well is I've still got Robertson alongside Trent. If Liverpool continue to ship goals, it's quite an easy move from Robertson to Perisic if he does well game week four, for example. So at the moment, I prefer the more secure starters in the Arsenal defender. So I like Zinchenko and Saliba slightly more than Perisic. And I've brought one of those guys in with one of my transfers this week. Um, So Perisic comes down to personal preference. And I think the big one is... If some team news slips through before the deadline and it looks like he's going to start this week, then you probably do go for it. But otherwise, I think you get someone that you just know is going to play and, and play, you know, 80, 90 minutes. Question from FPL Mateja. Is it worth selling Manchester City defenders like Walker or Diaz to get Perisic? Or is it better to have two free transfers for midweek? Mateja says Perisic is a walking 15-pointer every time he plays. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Perisic looked amazing game week three. And every time he does play, you know, 60, 70, 80 minutes, he can get a lot of FPL points. But I would find it very hard to lose a Manchester City defender to get a rotation risk Perisic. Yes, City just conceded three to Newcastle, but I expect him to go back to keeping clean sheets now which is why I still think double City defence is pretty good. So I would stick with Walker 
and Diaz rather than moving to Perisic unless there's team news that says Perisic is going to start, which is probably pretty unlikely. I mean, the team news is unlikely. I'm not saying Perisic starting is unlikely, so don't get confused there. FPL Duke, who to start in game week four from Neto, Bailey or Andreas Pereira? I think a lot of people are in this boat this week. Who do you start? Neto has Newcastle at home. Bailey has West Ham at home and Andreas has Arsenal away. If I had all three, I think I would bench Pereira because Arsenal away is a difficult fixture. They've been defending well. Neto plays Newcastle. I'm slightly concerned about his minutes and it's not the best fixture either. So by process of elimination, I would probably give Leon Bailey a start against West Ham. I expect him to start again, having started last week, hit the crossbar, got an assist, good performance. Also, West Ham played in Europe on Thursday night, so there could be a bit of a hangover from that one. And Aston Villa really should go out and get the first win of the season at home. So I would start Bailey just for his potential explosiveness. And I think he's probably got the best fixture of the three as well. Final question is from Cheeto Chip. If you were on a wildcard this week, what would your team look like? Or asked another way... Which guys would you consider must-have? So very quickly today, I put together a wildcard draft. Only took me about five minutes, so I didn't put a huge amount of thought in it. But just to give you an idea, if you are wildcarding this week, I like the look of something like Sanchez and Ward as the goalkeepers. Defenders would be Trent, Cancelo, Kukurea, Saliba and Nico Williams. So four strong defenders and then Nico for the bench. Kukurea, just like the cash saving over Reese James there. Midfield, Salah would stay, Martinelli would stay, and then something like Zaha, Rodrigo, and Andreas Pereira. And then up front, Haaland and Jesus would stay. And I like the idea of bringing Mitrovic in. So that squad for my team had 0.0 in the bank. So the idea there would be a strong 12. And then Andreas and Nico Williams would be sub number two and sub number three. I just like going into this period of congested fixtures, midweek Premier League games, Champions League games. I think there's a viable strategy of having one very good sub each week because I think we're going to need them more often than we have done in the first three game weeks. We're probably not going to need all three subs, but I think sub number one could come into play quite often. I mean, Andreas is absolutely fine as a first sub, but if you want to go down that route of having someone like a Zaha or a Rodrigo or a Saliba, you can have a decent first sub each week. So that's just something to think about if you're on a wild card this week. In terms of captaincy for game week four, I put a poll on Twitter this morning, as I do every Friday. Three options, Haaland against Crystal Palace, Salah against Bournemouth, and Jesus against Fulham. The results, overwhelmingly, Mohamed Salah, 77% of the captain vote. Haaland got 7%, Jesus was actually second with 12%. So I agree with the poll this week, Captain Salah for me against Bournemouth, best fixture of all those by a mile, I would say, although I think Jesus Fulham is a pretty good fixture for Arsenal. Also, City probably have the trickiest one against Crystal Palace, so I gave captaincy very little thought this week. It was always going to be Salah against Bournemouth, no matter how disappointing Liverpool have been so far. Hopefully a big score from Salah. As he's done, I think I've seen a tweet today that Salah's played Bournemouth six or seven times and he's never blanked and he averages about 11 points a game. So hopefully that continues this weekend. (laughs) 
In terms of transfers, like I said, I was forced to act early again this week because I had 0.0, .0 in the bank. Made my moves on Tuesday and I actually, I could have held off until Thursday because Everson took quite a while to drop and Rodrigo took a while to rise for a second time. So what I did was got rid of Everson, Nico Williams and Mason Mounts, who was very disappointing first three game weeks. I'm ready for the punishment in game week four and replaced them with Ederson Saliba, who I think is very good value, and Rodrigo, who is the bandwagon that could well continue to do well with good fixtures for Leeds in the next four game weeks. So overall, like I said, I feel like my squad is looking much healthier now and no need to wildcard anytime soon. So that leaves me with a 5-3-2 setup. Ederson and goal, back five of Trent, Robertson, Cancelo, James and Saliba. Salah captain, Martinelli and Rodrigo in midfield. Jesus vice captain and Haaland up front. And Andreas Pereira is my first sub. So on paper, a very good team. Hopefully a green arrow to come in game week four. Best of luck to you all for the game week, folks, and have a great weekend. I'll be back with another episode on Monday to preview the midweek action. If you've been enjoying the content this season, you can support me at patreon.com forward slash FPL general, where you'll get lots of extra FPL content, including more podcasts. I wish you all a green arrow this weekend. The Athletic. <laughs>